2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Well,
0: hello and welcome to a special episode of The Ramon Foster Show. The 200th episode. Oh, 200.
2: Ass. Right? huge like, man like fireworks and balloons yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah that's the reggae horns right there that's awesome man <laughs> yeah. yeah look at us man doing a thing consistency man
0: it's all about consistency
2: it is and every mile mark i feel milestone i guess i just gotta say thank you the consumers of us on all platforms youtube twitch uh apple spotify whoever you're streaming us with (laughs) thank you guys man seriously right before the holiday season that's awesome
0: yeah it's 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 awesome for sure um i I, it's funny it just seems like yesterday we were talking about doing this like we should do this we should do this yeah and then it's like here we are with 200 episodes we're we're routinely getting uh you know five figures into, yeah. the, into the audience, and we, you know, we look at the numbers. We don't share these with everybody, but we look at the numbers, and we're like, "Yeah, yeah, look at us! Oh yeah, well, look how Wednesday
2: show did." <laughs> <laughs> and it's all to you guys because it's clear uh, our. Our reaches is word of mouth. is friend to a friend. Tell him hey, you should listen to. Because there's so many people that don't know. I got a 100,000 followers on Instagram and I think 80-something on uh, on Twitter. And yeah. It's just like, I didn't know you had a show. Well, now here's the link to it. Go check it out. So thank yeah. y'all for passing the word along about this. And uh, just, just huge, DK. I remember we've recorded everywhere, too. In cars, <laughs> Sprinter cars. Vans, offices, not ours. <laughs> Different countries, different, different, co- <laughs> yeah, a- across the that. country, time zones. Yeah, we're mm. everywhere with this.
0: Whatever it takes, right? Are you sitting in a where you were in some rental car somewhere outside some yeah. facility, and like yeah. your camera is showing the roof of your car <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, before doctor's appointment? You got the Ramon mobile, gone. also the Sprinter van, and I've been at the beach recording. I've been doctor's appointment recording. Been <laughs> everywhere. It's been
0: fun. No question about that here. Let's talk a little bit of football Uh, in advance of the game that the Steelers have next Monday against the Colts. The topic remained today at Mike Tomlin's press conference to an extent, a comment that was made by Jermaine Pratt, a linebacker for the Bengals, who said, and I'm going to quote him directly, of the Steelers' predictability on offense. He said, we knew what they were going to do. They like to do the same plays
2: over and over. Um, ow. Yeah. Ow. As, uh, so that can be taken two different ways. One way of it is, well, man, uh, whenever we figured out we could beat them, man to a man, those same plays that they were running, we were stuffing. We knew where exactly where it was going. It, it's, it's not creative enough. It's, it's not good enough for you know, what they are as a team right now. They're a bunch of young guys that's super simple in their approach to playing football. That's, I, I guess, in a sense, not a good look, but that's also the necessary, necessary approach. How complex can you get right now with the amount of guys that they have on this team? A rookie quarterback, rookie number one wide receiver, Deontay finding his way, just traded away a guy. Pat who has got to find ways for him. It's got to be simple. The other part of it is I've been in situations where <laughs> – and You know, I've said this in a braggadocious type of way. It's, uh, hey, uh, we're coming right here. We're about to run the same play. Stop it. But uh, we I remember well, that, that one. That happened you, to
0: be against the Bengals. It
2: was against the Bengals. It's <laughs> one of those things. Like, everybody to a T has something on the other team. We've been speaking about it on social media. I'm not sure if y'all saw me tweet about it. But uh, Trent, Trent Williams, people saying, well, his stance tips away whether it's pass or whether it's run. So, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Can you stop him? Not many people can. It's so interesting how the pendulum swings from one side to the other. Here's a guy from Cincinnati telling us we knew exactly what they were doing. And the reason he's able to say that is, one, because he beat you. Two, because you're not experienced enough to actually do many other things away from what you did. You go back five years from now, DK. Let's go back five years. We're telling them, hey, you. Hey, you young guy, the ball's coming right here. Stop it. You see how it works? <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. Here's This is how the, my favorite part of this response that you're giving here <laughs> is that I, kn- I know for a fact that you don't know yet what yeah. Mike Tomlin's response was. But just to prove to people I- that you were his player for 11 years. I hadn't heard it. You hadn't heard it. Now here, this is Tomlin's actual response when this came up at the press conference today. I'm reading verbatim. That's what they say when they're having success, and you don't hear them say it when they don't. There were concepts they used that were
2: predictable. That's football.
0: That's it. It's like, it's like you were there with him or something for a decade and change.
2: I swear to y'all, if you're listening to me on a podcast, you should see my reaction. My <laughs> hands are up over my mouth. Face laughing right now. Yeah. Because that's the game. That's it. They're- There is no new tricks to this. We overcomplicate it sometime. And then when it comes to stuff like this, this is what happens when you're successful, when you beat them. DK, I swear to you, okay, our producer Davis behind the glass right now. I'm going to use a graphic right now and let you know. I'm lining up next to Marcus Gilbert when I was on the right side, or Alejandro Al hated when I did this. And Al'll be like, Mo, what you doing it for? And I'll be like, hey, because they can't stop it. And I tell him, hey, You, listen to me. The ball's coming right here. It's either right here in the A-gap or that A-gap, and I dare you to stop it. I was a supreme trash talker, okay? Why? (laughs) Why? Because when you do what you want when you're popping, okay? When you're good, you can tell the defense, watch this next move I got for you. And on the other side of that, I'm listening to them in a comical way saying to myself, Oh, you glad we're not playing right now, okay? Like that. Oh man! When you win, you can say this, and then you guess can say what? Say anything. They've already played the second game against the Steelers. They don't have to see the Steelers again because of that. That'll be bulletin uh, board material next year. But as of this one right now, oh, they're good. They got what like six games left in the season. They ain't got to worry about the Steelers. Say what you want to. You won. You can get a hill.
0: Well, they God, you got all. me
2: fired up right now, I DK. See,
0: I see that because that's also, it's to the winner goes the spoils. It's all yeah. this is, okay? Um, there are, as Tomlin said, there are things that I'm positive oh. he's correct about this, that the Bengals were doing that they all knew. They yeah. all knew what was coming.
2: Every, all, I'll it's, say it's, this. It's just, it
0: sounds, but it sounds, especially when you couple it with how yeah. much everybody – uh, rightly so, is down on Matt Canada, that it sounds
2: like, whoa, the Bengals no, have seen no. something.
0: They've exposed something. No,
2: they haven't. In his defense, absolutely not. Let's go to T. Higgins, okay, against Arthur Marlette. That, 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 that That's something that we knew as a defense, that Arthur Marlette couldn't hang with him, and Cincinnati knew as an offense, we're going to go with that guy. It happens. We had a thing in our locker room, in our offensive team meeting room. You know what would happen on the big board, DK? Hmm. Here's our candy bar. Candy you know why we call him the term. candy bar? It was actually that for people to think Ramon's yeah. joking. The, the player was referred to as the candy bar. As the candy bar. And guess what everybody does with the candy bar? We want to bite out of him. That's, a, <laughs> that's where we're going. He's our duck, okay? And everybody, when he says quack uh, quack, you go get him. That's the duck <laughs> that quacks. We're going to get him. Uh, 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 this th- I'm gonna be this ain't chess. It's more like checkers when it comes down to it. God, I hate that he's talking like that now. Oh, Oh, man. It
0: took us 200 episodes to come up with the best segment ever of the (laughs) Ramon Foster Show. When we come back, more football. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Since he's already all revved up (laughs) on this 200th episode, and it seems to be aimed at Southeastern Ohio at the moment.
2: Yeah, I drive through there often.
0: Let's talk about the Bengals and the Bengals not being really at all what they were last season when they got on that big roll because you just said this in, in between breaks here, you're like, that game wasn't exactly some kind of blowout or whatever. And the the Steelers didn't play well. No. And and there it was. It was 37-30, and the Steelers were right there in the fourth quarter. Look, I'm not saying – I'm not suggesting these teams are at the same level, but I'm also not going to suggest that they're – Miles apart here for anybody to be talking any kind of
2: trash. Exactly. Here's a guy that's talking trash about a team that they lost to to open a game of the season. Here's a guy whose team also lost to the friggin' Cleveland Browns. Okay. They, they got steamrolled. Let's steam be rolled. real about that. Got steamrolled by them in a bad fashion. Nick Chubb's your dad this Nick, year.
0: Okay. Nick, Nick, Nick Chubb's everybody's dad.
2: Uh, yeah, this is true too. But I, this is, let me drill home my point. Okay. No. <laughs> what, <laughs> what I'm saying is this isn't a situation in which like they they just completely just boat raced us. No, I'm I'm not into that. I'm into speaking it as it is and as it stands right now. We split games in, in a division, but this is why, of course, AFC North ball matters a whole lot more too. This is why Coach Tomlin walks into that room and says, "Man, I don't have to say much. AFC North ball." You know what I'm saying? Like this is the way it works when you when you're playing in in this league and. I, I, I'll say this too. This is why there's always an emphasis on winning your division. Like you get an opportunity to put on the shirt, grab the hat, and say, "We'll see y'all next year, you chumps." That's what he basically just did. Are they
0: even the class of the division, or is it Baltimore? No,
2: it's Baltimore right now. They hold a uh, they hold a, a a wild card spot right now. But that may be what is a six or seven seed at this point. They're you six can't four. count
0: on wild card spots, yeah. No. but I just—I mean, it's so funny at the beginning of the season and all through the summer that it was just presumed that yeah. the, well, the Bengals were just in the Super Bowl. Of course, they're going to be the class of the division, and you were among the many saying at the time, "Yeah, you were going like no,
2: yeah, <laughs> no. But, and you know why? Everybody has your code now. You have the target. It's okay sneaking from behind to grab everybody. But right now, you're not sneaking up on anybody. And that offensive line is going to hurt you in the end, if we're being honest here, Cincy. Like, you guys got issues. You are the second-ranked most sack team in the league. You're tied for second behind Chicago. And we see what their situation is right now. This is nothing to brag about. You guys' defense had a team that's been sputtering all year long. Put up 30 on you. Let's be real about this. This is the game in which I'm not a huge fan of anybody in the AFC North. I respect the heck out of Baltimore. But on this thankful week, as we hit 200 episodes, DK, Hmm. no. Eventually, the pendulum swings. You guys have to see us at some point again, especially with this franchise quarterback. Pratt's a young guy in this league. And all this does is you become the duck for next year. And the year after that, because you become a chatty patty at this point, you better make sure you get re-signed <laughs> in an extended contract because he's a third round pick. If I'm not mistaken, your deal is up soon. will since he actually keep you.
0: Yeah. The second contract and everything will, it will be the one that tells all you this would think. This is the side
2: is they don't need to see of me, DK. They don't, they don't I'm need I'm
0: perfectly that. fine with everyone seeing <laughs> this side. Because I see it here and actually I've seen it and heard it over the years and yeah, I, I would get it in the heat of the moment, yeah. which was that much better because you were oh, just man. off the field. You were like
2: See. <laughs> they see the smile and everything. It's like, oh Moan's a nice guy. Uh, no. No, nah, no. Nah, nah,
0: nah. <laughs> One of these days we're gonna ask we're gonna ask David to put together a montage of some of Moan's meanest plays. <laughs>
2: You know what? Brutal it's, stuff, man. Speaking of which, my brother's on the uh, radio here in Nashville too, and he was asking me. He was he he, he was like, because he's heard Marquise and, and Dave them speak about like my pregame speeches and stuff like that. And I once I took the helmet off, I kind of got away from it, right? And uh, Ron, my brother, was like, Hey, man, taking them take them underneath the helmet for a little bit, man. They got a nice rival coming up. They need to you know hear what it's like. <laughs> Because he's heard Pouncey tell me, tell him, man, Moan different with the pregame speech. And so on the radio show here, I, I kind of went in a little bit. It was real clean. There's no profanity and nothing. And he said, after I got off the air with him, I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't know Ramon was like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there is a switch, okay? There, DK seen that switch.
0: I have. Before Before we go to break here, I have to ask, since you just brought it up, who is it that determines within the positional group who does the pregame speech? Because I'm picturing in particular Ryan Shazier and doing everything. Like, the d- d- Shazier just say one day, hey, listen, guys, <laughs> I'm doing the who ride. You understand this? Yeah. Okay.
2: Who? who yeah. How does that get sorted out? It's, man, it's usually like the secondary leader. Like me. That's that's kind of how I kind of like Willie Cologne. Nobody ever looked at Willie as the guy, right? You did. In yeah. that, I did. You damn yeah. right. I did. <laughs> but in that locker room, though, like everybody knew, oh, there, w- Willie. Willie walks. Willie talks it. Willie shows it. And you got to be a guy that's able to prove it on the field, plays, and have the respect of your teammates. Not just on the field, but off the field, but in the weight room also. Uh, whatever you say, you back that up. And you also got to be a guy that's being capable of communicating. Like that fire. like that. Most of the time, you don't have to say it. They see it in you. But when you speak, oh I'm talking about chills when it comes down to it. Uh Shazer, I, I of course Joy Porter being that guy like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Vince Williams being that guy like that. But uh, even
0: Vince deferred to Shazer in yeah, it. Came you to see that. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it,
2: it it has to kind of just you can't force these types of things. You know? Like it, it's gotta be a hundred, like you can never see Dave. You could never really see Pounce. Pounds gonna give you five sentences and then he's out. Five words and then he's out. Like <laughs> me, true. I'm trying to grab like that that depth of of your soul of darkness and be like, look, this ain't war, but it's close to it. And oh man, I might I might have to do that one day, DK.
0: This is great. We should just yeah. have a whole episode where you just bring us all into
2: the huddle. Yeah, man. Cam, <laughs> Cam's Cam's decent at it. Uh, and yeah, you can say I, I, he's decent. He wasn't the greatest at the speeches like that because you see Cam in his work; it exhausts that. I was way. just
0: gonna say Cam. Cam spends all his energy doing the actual stuff.
2: Yeah, fighting offensive yeah. linemen on the field—that's where yeah. he spends his time at. TJ, you ain't gonna get much out of him, but you see him in the back, jacked up when the speech is going on. Uh, Le'Veon was never got a B, never talking. Ben was a a quad stern type of conversation, go get her. It even gets to the point to where being hey mon let's go. Let's get us. Like it was, you gotta be that guy though, too. You can't I force
0: it. That's the other thing is there's people who I, I've seen in professional sports and, and this yeah. is across the board. Who want to show an exhibit oh, no. that they're? Uh, uh-uh. it's either there or it isn't, and it gets filtered out so fast, doesn't it? it
2: That's all. Just gonna say, <laughs> and, and you can tell too, because the teammates, the, the guy to get pushed to the front, that the teammates kind of side eye a little bit, like, all right, get, the, yeah. get this over real quick, <laughs> hey, dude. Who ride?
0: Yeah, we ride, dude. We get it. All right. All right, we got Let's you. When we yeah. come back, the only segment that matters. It's the Hey Moan segment. It's brought to you by GetGo Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability along the path to these 200 episodes, Moan. We're grateful for GetGo for having our back uh, throughout uh, these shows. And when we come back to be a special guest here at the KPS headquarters downtown. BJ from Missouri, a longtime subscriber to our site, is going to handle that segment.
1: Hey, hey, good afternoon. Hey, Moan, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great today and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving week and Same. Uh, And congratulations on the 200th episode, man.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited about that. It seemed like it went by super fast, but you know what? This has been a good journey. I appreciate you guys tuning in to us. I'm more than appreciative. I can't say that enough, so thank you.
1: Well, thank you for uh, all that y'all do to keep us informed and keep us entertained. Y'all are great. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, today I ask, hey, mom. (laughs) That's Out neat. of all the coaches that you've had over your career, uh, what qualities did you uh, most admire in some of your coaches uh, that made a difference in your life?
2: Ooh, all right. I'll give you all four levels. Uh, all three levels. I said four levels. Uh, okay. <laughs> high school, my head coach, Coach Mac Adams. Uh, and I'll tell you what, what makes all three of them special too. Coach Mac Adams in college coach Philip Former um and in the NFL coach Tomlin and coach Munch all through, all four of those guys to a T were honest hard workers um and just upfront about all things necessary to be successful my high school coach i had no idea what college was what i needed to do to get to college how i needed to play he he showed me different things that i don't think a lot of coaches well, well i'll say this he he showed me a lot of things as far as the approach to being a young adult that I, I know some kids didn't have when I went to college. He was, I'm talking about super important to all things that, that, that it, it was necessary for me to be successful in college. That was my platform. When I got the college coach, former same thing, tough guy, but fair, you know what I'm saying? As far as the approach to not only coaching somebody, but, but teaching them how to be a man, teaching them, you know, if you, if, if there's something bad going on them, this is what happens here. If the good things is what's that's the standard there's no other way around that's one thing that I got in the NFL the coach T really just showed us look there's a standard to everything that you do that little cliche saying that he has the standard is a standard all of these coaches that I speak of had that without actually saying it you know um coach former was is, is an old school type of mentality guy coach former was at, at the University of Tennessee that was him. Uh, can be loving, but stern, all those things match up and getting to the NFL, man, understanding and uh, what coach Tomlin is, what it takes to actually lead men. Uh, and the same can be said about coach Munch, understanding that, look, I'm different from that guy over there and his, you know, guy next to him is different from him and everybody's individual. Uh, but you operate it in a sense of being a man. It's, Hey, as long as you do your job, I can leave you alone. You will be okay. There will be certain checks and balances to everything that you do to make sure that my plan and your plan are all the same. But between Coach Munch and between Coach Tomlin, the idea that we can be adults, we can challenge each other, you can be right, I can be right, and we'll find the common ground in everything, that's been my relationship with those fellows right there to whereas the business side of of sports – Uh, was easier to digest with those two guys and individual because guys don't know what they're getting themselves into. You inherit so much when you come into the NFL. Do you know what I'm saying? And and just having guidance outside of the game, meaning man-to-man, was so huge for me. Um, All common things with them, fair but stern. Work precedes anything else when it comes down to the craft. The understanding that it's not just you in the battle. It's everybody else around you that's in the battle with you. And your deficiencies don't make your career or don't break your career. You just got to find ways to hide them. Munch, I'm talking about, took that to the next level with me. Uh, My athletic ability wasn't like Marquise's, right? But my attributes on the team, Marquise didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Dave was the all-pro, pro-bowl guard. Beautiful. Loved it. But there were certain things that I had that he didn't. It was some things that he had. I couldn't touch. And that's the way we approach that, man. And I think the the right coach doesn't just have a cookie cutter system for every, you know, for the entire team. It's about balance and finding what's right for the the overall team as far as just how you approach it, man. I I uh I can't say enough good things about those individuals and those four dudes that I brought up to a T. Probably went to the same school of how to be a coach. You know what I'm saying? That some guys all just right. yell and just fuss at you. That's not them. There's lessons in everything.
1: Now, there's a follow up question I have. Okay. For so, when are you going to start coaching in the NFL, brother? <laughs> I see that one in the
2: comments all the time. I know this about culture it is a hard task, okay? to really break down and, and get guys to do what you want them to do. That's the thing. Like, that's the one thing about coaching. Like when you got it, I'll leave you alone. Right. That's how coaches are. But if I can't get you to do what I need you to do, some coaches grow frustrated, which is where the bad coaching come in at. Cause that's what you're supposed to be able to do as a coach. Some coaches quit on you and some coaches find ways. Me, I probably get too frustrated. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, mentorship is something I'd be more into than coaching. Or if I was the, uh, I guess you call player liaison to, to understanding what life is in the NFL player development, I'm there, but y'all wouldn't like me as a coach, man. I'd be
1: so crazy. You know, that's how Jeff Saturday started, brother. (laughs) (laughs)
2: look, Y'all got to get a petition going to get me in front of Mr. Rooney. That's all we need. I swear.
1: I'm in your corner, man. I love you, man. You're, <laughs> I appreciate you're awesome. it. You're awesome. I, I I thank you guys and and Happy
2: Thanksgiving. Enjoy this family. Get full, and maybe we have a friggin' good weekend, right? Uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> God, we shouldn't let teams make or break
1: us like this. That's that's the problem. That's right. We got to get past this and. And look for the silver lining, right?
2: That's where I'm at. So, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm more
2: optimistic than I am anything simply because uh, I know how hard the game is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more patient even throughout this year with this current Stiller team. Um, but I, I also say to myself, "This it's development. That's where we're at right now. And um, I'm more patient. That's That's just where I'm at. Even from afar.
1: Sounds like a good coach to me, man.
2: See, look at you. I know I got one. That's all I need is one. I appreciate your time, and that was an awesome, hey mom, too.